Kingsport Sovereign Grace Church, located at 905 Yatkin Street in Kingsport, Tennessee, would like to invite you to listen to a message of Sovereign Grace by their pastor, Gabe Stoniker. And now, Pastor Gabe Stoniker. If you would like to follow along with me in your Bible, Today, I will be speaking to you from John chapter 6. A few verses of Scripture will be our text in John chapter 6. And we'll begin the message by reading those verses. It's going to be verses 37 to 40. So John 6, verse 37, it says, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. This is our Lord Jesus Christ speaking. And he said, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me I should lose nothing but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Some amazing statements have just been made right there. Seven of them to be exact. Our Lord said, Seven amazing statements in those few verses that we just read. For our message today, I want us to go statement by statement. I want us to just focus on the statements individually, and hopefully the Lord will allow us to truly enter into it and get a hold of what he's saying. Now, our Lord said in verse 37, again, it is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking, And he said, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. Do we hear what he's saying? Do we really enter into what he's saying? All that the Father gives to me shall come to me. Everything he said that my Father has given me, all. Everything is going to come to me. What all has the Father given to Christ his Son? What all has the Father given him? Well, in John 3, it says in John 3, verse 35, The Father loveth the Son and hath given all things into his hands. All things. All things. Just name something. All things. All things pertaining to salvation. All things pertaining to life. All things pertaining to eternity. Glory. The scripture says, All the fullness of the Godhead has been given to the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. All things. Everything in heaven. Everything in earth. Everything. Let's look at a few of those things specifically. Over in Matthew 28, it says in Matthew 28, verse 18, 
Matthew 28, 18, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. All power. All power. All authority. All control has been given to the Lord Jesus Christ. Have we ever thought about that? Who is controlling everything? Who is sovereignly in power over everything? All power. All power. He is not a weak, helpless, passive, dependent, dependent on somebody else, Savior like men and women think he is. Men and women think Jesus Christ is helpless without their power. He's trying to do something if you will help him, if you'll let him. That's not the Christ of Scripture. All power has been given to him. In John 17, he said, Power over all flesh has been given to me that I should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given me. He was praying to his Father. The Father has given all power over all things to him starting with all people, including all people. All power over all people has been given to him. In John chapter 5, it says in John 5 verse 22, and this is, this is an important verse. These two verses are very important. It says, The Father judgeth no man. Let's listen to what our Lord is saying right here. The Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son honoreth not the Father which hath sent him. All judgment. You think about the judgment. People talk about the judgment. We're going to stand before God in the judgment. All judgment in this world and in the world to come has been given to Christ. Jesus Christ. Romans 14 verse 10 says, We shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Christ. So all things... All authority, all power, all judgment has been given to him. If you look at Philippians chapter 2 there in your Bible, it says in Philippians 2 verse 9, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. All of that glory, all of that honor, all of that praise has been given to Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's go back to our text in John 6, and we'll see that all of God's elect have been given to Christ. John 6, verse 37, it says, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, 
and him. Our Lord said, and him, meaning him, her, them, all that the Father giveth me, every sinful but elect soul, every elect person that the Father has given to me. The Father, God the Father, gave Christ a particular group of people. That's what the Word of God says. He gave Christ a particular people in a covenant, in a promise of mercy and grace. A covenant that was made sure by the blood of Christ himself. A covenant that the promise of that covenant was built and stamped based on the blood of Christ. This was a covenant to choose and purchase and reinstate every soul that the Father selected and gave to Christ. That's what the covenant of God was. And this is the commandment and this is the authority of Christ our King. This is the promise and this is the comfort to all of these chosen subjects. He said in John 6, 37, all that the Father giveth to me shall come to me. They will all come to me. That's the commandment. His commandment is come. That's the commandment and that's the promise. That's the commandment of authority and that's the promise of comfort. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. What an amazing statement. Every sinful soul that the Father has given to me, the Lord said, shall come to me. Verse 37, he goes on to say, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. That's a wonderful statement. What is it to come to Christ? You have heard men, I am quite sure, stand in pulpits and say to you, come to Christ. Come to Christ. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ. What is it to come to Christ? Our Lord said, him or her that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. So what is it to come to the Lord Jesus Christ? Well, I'll tell you what it's not. It's not to come to the preacher. That's not coming to Christ. A lot of people think, well, if I can just get to the preacher, I'll be saved. I need to talk to the preacher. That's not coming to Christ. They asked John the Baptist, they said, are you that prophet? He said, oh, no, I'm not that prophet. They said, what's your name? He said, that's not important. He wouldn't tell him his own name. He said, you don't need to come to me. Behold the Lamb. He pointed men to Christ. So coming to the preacher, that's not coming to Christ. It's not coming to the front of a church. Again, I'm sure you've heard men stand in pulpits telling everybody, y'all need to come down front. You need to come down to the front of the church. That's not coming to Christ. There is just as much sin in the front of the church as there is in the back of the church. That's not coming to Christ. It's not to come to a resolve. People say, well, come to Christ. You need to make a decision. You need to... That's not coming to Christ. 
A resolve is not Christ. Turning over a new leaf, a new leaf is not Christ. It's not to come to a correct doctrine. Although all of God's people will be led to a correct doctrine, correct doctrine is not Christ. That's important to know. People say, well, I'm going to have to come to election or I'm going to have to come to... Well, God's people will believe His Word that He chose a people to save. But doctrine is not Christ. It's not to come to baptism. People think, well, if I'm going to be saved, I have to come to the baptismal pool. That's not Christ. Baptism is not Christ. It's not to come to the commandments of the law. People think, well, I need to come to Christ, therefore I better start obeying the law, the book of the law. The law is good. David said, oh, I love your law, but here's the fact of the matter. The law is not Christ. It's not Christ. What is it to come to Christ? Well, here in John 6, verse 44, our Lord said, no man can come to me. No man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him. Coming to Christ is the draw of the Father. That's the Father's doing. Coming to Christ is the Father laying hold of a sinner, laying hold of that sinner's heart, drawing the heart and drawing the spirit of a sinner, bringing that sinner directly to his Savior, the person of his Savior. Coming to Christ is a sinner being drawn by the power of God to see Christ to be his all, to see himself to be nothing, I mean nothing, and to see Christ to be all. Coming to Christ is a bride coming to her husband. Coming to Christ is a hungry beggar being drawn to his bread. It's the Father bringing the heart of a sinner to a true, sincere belief and a true heart trust on the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a person. You come to a person. It's a revelation of who He is as His Word declares Him to be. In the Word, we see a person seeing Him. Not just what the imagination of a person's mind has made up about him. Not just what someone else has wrongly told another person about him. But it's a true revelation from the Spirit of God to see him as he is, as the Word declares him to be. And it's to fall in love with him as he is. To truly fall in love with him and need him and desire him. To come to Christ is to come to God, the God-man, God Himself. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. To come to Christ is to come to God. If a man comes to Christ, he's come to God. What does the Word of God declare about him? 
it says, God was manifest in the flesh. This man, Jesus Christ, who walked the earth, was God manifest in the flesh. The only spotless man, the only perfect man, that was God in the flesh walking this earth. He's the only one who can appease God. He's the only one who can make intercession to God for our sin because he's God manifest in the flesh, the God-man. What does this word declare about him? It says he's the Savior. To come to Christ is to come to a substitute Savior, the one who died in my place, the one who died for me. To come to Christ is to come to his sacrifice, not mine, but his. To come to Christ is to come to his righteousness. That means his perfection, his good works to God. Not mine, but his. To come to Christ is to come to him satisfying this law. Not me, but him. That's what it is to come to Christ. It's to come to his rest. It's to come to the place that says, if he rested from all of his labors before God, then I can rest in him. If he satisfied God for me, then God is satisfied. And I can rest too. If he finished the work of my salvation, then it's done. That's what it is to come to Christ. It's to come to rest and trust in him. It's to come believing that the Father has drawn you. That's what it is to come to Christ. I come knowing Unless the Father draws me, I won't come. I come knowing that I cannot come on my own. I come knowing that even that is His work in me and for me. I'm looking to Him, totally trusting Him. Verse 37, it says, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Our Lord went on to say, For I came down from heaven... How wonderful. I came down from heaven. That's what he told all who were there, and that's what he's recorded in his word for all to read. I came down from heaven. Never did our Lord hide who he was. He did not hide who he was. He did not hide what he came here to do. He told exactly what he came here to do. He told exactly who he came here to do it for. This thing was not done in a corner, the Scripture says. He said, I came down from heaven. He was not just born in Bethlehem. People think he began in Bethlehem. He did not. Was he born in Bethlehem? Sure he was. But he was not just only born in Bethlehem. He wasn't just the son of a carpenter and his wife. He said, I came down from heaven. What did you come down from heaven to do, Lord? Look at this. He went on to say, I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. He said, I didn't come to do mine own will. I came to do the will of the Father, him who sent me. 
over in Hebrews 10, it says in verse 9, our Lord said, Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. Why did he sit down? Because it was done. It was offered and done. Verse 13 says, From henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. What did Christ come to do? Ask the average person that question. Ask the average religious person that question. What did Christ come to do? You'll hear things like this. Well, he came to show us the way. No, he did not. I have, I'm happy to tell you that's not what he came to do. People will say, well, he came to make salvation possible. No, he did not. I'm thrilled to tell you that's not so. He did not come to make salvation possible. He said, I came to do the will of him that sent me. What was the Father's will that sent him? Well, John 6, verse 39, it says, This is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing but should raise it up again at the last day. He said, this was the Father's will that sent me. This is what he sent me to do. I came to lose nothing. That's what I came to do. I came to lose nothing. Did he do it? Did he accomplish what the Father sent him to do? In John 17, he said, While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost. None. He came so that he might not lose one soul that his father gave to him. Verse 40, he said, And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. Christ came to secure eternity for his people, and that's what he did. That's what he did. He secured eternity for his people. In John 10, verse 27, he said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life. Is that not wonderful? Eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Some people say, now you better be careful. You'll lose your salvation. Not according to God you won't. If God saved you, you're saved. He said in verse 29, My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. 
What he's saying is the will of the Father, that's my will too. We're one. We're one. That will and desire is that I give unto my people eternal life. So the end of verse 40, he said, This is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Job said, I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold and not another. He said, I'm going to see him myself in my flesh. And then he went on to say, Oh, my reins within me are consumed with earnest desire for that day. He said, I just can't wait for that day. I cannot wait for that day. Seven amazing statements that our Lord made in those verses right there. Seven amazing statements. These are statements that a sinner can lay hold of and believe and trust and find comfort in. He said, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Does that not comfort your heart? Does that not give you peace? Does that not cause you to cry, come quickly? That's what all of God's people cry. When God comes and reveals the glory of the gospel in the person of Christ, they cry, come quickly, Lord. Come quickly. Draw me to yourself. Put this faith in me that causes me to believe on you and trust you. The scripture says, faith is not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. And if God gives that gift, his people will believe. They'll look to Christ. They'll see him to be their only hope. May that be the case with us. Till next week, may the Lord bless his word to our hearts. You have been listening to a message by Gabe Stoniker, pastor of Kingsport Sovereign Grace Church in Kingsport, Tennessee. If you would like a copy of this message or to hear other messages of Sovereign Grace, log on to our website at ksgctn.org. If you would like to come and worship with us, our service times are Sunday morning Bible study at 10 o'clock a.m., worship at 10.45 a.m. and 6 o'clock p.m. Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Please tune in next week for another message of God's free and sovereign grace. Mm-hmm.